0: the best way to get out of our own head is to actually jump into somebody else's heart.
1: This is a special edition of Financial Sobriety. In light of current events, Matthew and Jim hosted a private webinar for clients of Gebhard Group called Protecting Your Confidence in Times of Crisis. This webinar was so well-received It's now being released as a special edition. When I was 28 years old, life as I knew it came
0: to an abrupt end. On March 1st, 2000, I took a new job with the hottest mutual fund company in the entire industry back in the 1990s. And throughout the late 90s, what made these guys so hot was their mutual funds were kicking out 30% returns like like it had become a God-given right. And everyone wanted some. So I joined them on March 1st of 2000. On March 5th, four days later, the dot-com bubble officially popped. That's when the NASDAQ had hit its all-time high, and literally in four days, I went from completely confident and flying high to, holy crap, how are we going to be able to keep our house? I just took this new job. Uh, Amy and I had just built the house of our dreams. She was pregnant with Miles, and he was coming in August. Right as all sorts of major positive plan life changes were happening in our lives, a completely unplanned major life change happened, and it hit us like a ton of bricks and threw our lives into this complete upheaval. Most of my clients all of a sudden didn't want to see me. The mutual funds I was representing back then went from doubling everyone's money every couple of years to literally losing as much as 60 to 70% from 2000 to 2002. So overnight, I went from being loved to being hated. And this was really the first time Amy and I would ever experience a major life change like this, but it sure wouldn't be the last. But by 2001, my business had come to a complete halt and we were getting pretty desperate. I couldn't find a new job and we had no idea what we were going to do. Now, here's why I know that experience didn't happen to us. It happened for us. Since I really didn't have a job to show up for at the time, I had this cool new baby in my life, this kid, Miles. And he and I got to spend every minute together from the time he was born till the time he was almost three years old. And being a present dad for my son at that time helped protect my confidence at a time when I didn't know if we'd have groceries from one day to the next. And by protecting my confidence, I was able to get through that time. I was able to survive that experience and thrive on the other side. It taught me a really, really valuable lesson for the first time in my professional career you know, for Jim and me, this is our third major market crisis now in our careers. And coming out of that experience, the dot-com bubble, and I know Jim's going to talk to this point too, is, is that we learned that coming, coming through something like this, the most important thing we need to do is protect our confidence at all costs. You know, what, what's life going to look like a month from now? What's life going to look like a year from now? I have no idea. But what I do know is this, I know we're going to adapt. We are human beings, and we have become the most evolved species on the planet. And whatever the new normal looks like, we're going to be able to adapt just the way we've been able to adapt with every major history-making event that's happened in our lifetimes. We are the best at doing that. And that's what Jim and I really want to do here today, is remind everybody of our ability to not just survive through this, but how to thrive so that on the other end, we're best positioned to adapt. We've got this media, this 24-hour news cycle that's trying to scare us into believing we're something that we're not. It's trying to scare us into believing that we're a victim and that we should be afraid. Well, we don't have to be that way. We're, we're here to remind you about who we are, what we're capable of, and we're going to talk about this idea of how to protect
2: your confidence. That's beautiful, Matthew. You know, for me, it was October of 2008. It was right in the middle. It was like maybe the 15th of the month. And we had just had baby number four, so Emily was seven, Grace was five, Jack was two, and Grant was born September 18th. So why is that day pivotal? Well, first of all, it was the day he was born, but September 14th is when AIG, Merrill, and Lehman Brothers all blew up, and the market started to free fall. So I was sitting in my office, and hopefully the the clients that I just finished talking with at about nine o'clock at night, We'd finished up the phone call and I was sitting there in my office, and the market was down 20% for the month of October. We had baby number four. We actually, in my mind, had a fifth toddler, which was Gebhardt Group, because Gebhardt Group was only about three years old. We had about maybe 60 clients, 50, 60 million in assets. I didn't know how we were going to make it. I had four mouths to feed. Uh, My entire business was on a free fall into the ground. And I just kept wondering, you know, how are we going to get through this? We'd also gotten caught up in the real estate mess of 07 and 08, where we had made a non-contingent offer on, on the very house I'm sitting in and got stuck carrying two mortgages for 51 weeks. So here I am, a financial planner, and I got caught up in the same mess that everybody else got caught up in. So we were digging out of that hole at the same time we had a new baby and the market's imploding. At the time, I was in a program called Strategic Coach, run by Dan Sullivan, and in putting this program together for everybody today, I went back and I looked at my notes from the the very session, October 23rd, 2008. I couldn't believe it, and the cornerstone of the whole day was on protecting your confidence in times of crisis. Wow. You can't make that up, right? You can't make up that that was part of the curriculum that was planned in October of 2008. And that's so much of what we wanted to share today because obviously we got through it and we thrived on the other side. And that's what we want to help make sure our clients are prepared for. Because this is going to end at some point. I'm sure there's going to be new normals that come, but protecting your confidence right now is the most important thing we can think of.
0: Let's get into that. Let's talk about Confidence. I I think you shared with me once a really good definition just of the term confidence, right? What does it mean? And what you shared with me is that confidence is this ability to transform fear into focused and relaxed thinking, communication, and action. Yep. Let me say that again. It's the ability to transform fear into focused and relaxed thinking, communication, and action. And I think what you and I have both learned through our careers is that It's ultimately one of the most important human abilities that we can develop because with confidence, I mean, anything's possible without it. It seems like nothing's possible. You and I have met a lot of people and it seems like the confidence people that we have met and that we've learned from, including people like Dan Sullivan, our friend Bo Eason, they have this uncanny ability to shut out distractions, keep their priorities front and center, make good judgments they create strategies, they carry them out, they see them through. These confident people that you and I have spent a lot of time with, they they seem to react to changes in the world very quickly, very creatively. They tend to respond rather than react. And what you and I have been able to develop is our own system for consistently generating our personal confidence. I mean, that's been so critical for you and me. To not only take advantage of, of life as it came after the dot-com bubble, after the 08-09 crisis, but just it's helped us stay on track. It's helped us stay positive. It's helped us move closer to helping our clients achieve their goals in times of crisis.
2: It's that very principle, right? It's a, it's yeah. what, we want, what we want to do is help you create your own personal system for protecting your confidence and renewing and restoring your confidence whenever it's waning. Right. And so the very first thing we're going to do is very simple exercise on what we call confidence builders. So whether it's while you're listening or after the call, take out a sheet of paper and you're going to make three columns on the piece of paper and the headers are going to be emotional, mental and physical. What you're going to do is you're just going to brainstorm. You're just going to let it rip on the things that make you feel confident. And you you can categorize them in that, in those columns, or you can do that as kind of step two to just let your creativity go and think of the things that make you feel confident. And some of those things
0: might be in multiple categories, right? There are some things that we can identify that help protect our confidence that help us mentally, emotionally, and physically.
2: Absolutely. So it's been raining here in Lafayette for the last four plus days. And for, no, for those of you that have known me a long time, you know that I'm kind of obsessed with a clean car, both on the inside and the outside. And yes, I, see, you are. I see Nancy's on the call with us today, and she's nodding her head going, yep, <laughs> yep. He's a little obsessed with his clean car. So this afternoon, it's going to be a beautiful day, and I'm going to go outside and, and wash my car and clean the inside. And the other little idiosyncratic thing is that I like a full tank of gas on Sunday night. So I share that example because that's how granular you can get it. And don't have any judgment around what it is for you because this is immensely personal, right? This is going to be your own system for renewing and protecting your confidence. Well, what
0: does that do for you? For, for you just, to have a clean car, just, what does that do for you?
2: It just makes me a little taller. It makes me a little bit, you know, shoulders back a little. It makes my head up. Even though I'm, <laughs> I might be going into a firefight of what's going on in the markets, it makes me feel confident. And for Beth, as an example, we got to have a clean kitchen when we go to bed at night. We can't walk out to the kitchen in the morning trying to get school going for the kids in the morning and have it be a disaster with piles all over the place and stuff in the counters and the sink's full. And so th- those kinds of what some people might think are silly are immensely important. Yeah. Uh, you know, exercise, hydration, rest, all of those what I would consider to be more fundamental aspects of emotional, mental, and and physical, you know, confidence. But what are those for you? Right. Is it reaching out? You know, I have a good friend of mine who every Friday at four o'clock, he has a telephone conversation with his dad. And he's like, that is my favorite way to wrap up my week. It gives me all kinds of confidence. I anchor to it all week long and it's whatever works for you.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's the key is that it's got to be very personal and it, it takes some time to sit and think about what are the th- things that I do, who are the people that I can spend time with, either physically or virtually, that are going to bring confidence into my life, that are going to make me feel better, that are going to make me feel more confident. And what's especially interesting, I mean, you and I have had an opportunity to kind of redo this exercise a little bit because of the whole shelter in place, because so much of the other things that you and I would use to help protect our confidence happen out there. And we've had to learn how to find new things, new people, new places, new experiences right. to help build that confidence. I mean, for me, so much of my confidence in day would happen uh, on my way to work. I'd go to the gym on my way to work. And there was just, I hate working out. I hate exercise. You've known that about me forever. But I always knew the payoff of just how much more confident I felt about approaching my day after I exercised. Well, I used to trick myself into exercise by playing tennis. At my local club, I don't have the ability to do that now, so I've had to kind of reshape how I do my exercise in the morning.
2: You could play Wii. You could do Wii tennis at home.
0: I could, but we got rid of our Wii (laughs) once my (laughs) kids got into Playstations in their teenage years. Wii was out the door, so hosed on that. We could always buy a new Wii, I guess, but you know, just getting out for a walk in the morning that has helped me with my confidence, mentally, emotionally, physically. I've been eating a lot more vegetables. I've been trying to physically just feel better and with what I put in my body. And, and I you know, I was a fast food junkie for so many years, but just what I put in my body mentally, physically, it's just completely changed the level
2: of confidence that I feel and I feel it lasting longer throughout the day. So that whole concept of exercise, if the weather's not you know, conducive to go outside, Peloton is that you know, that app that's mostly known for their cycling. Yeah. And they have a free 90 day Peloton subscription. And it's not just cycling, there are all kinds of core workouts, yoga workouts. I think there's even, you know, forms of meditation on there to oh, very get, cool. get the heart pumping. And then the other thing from a mental confidence builder is there's an app that I was turned on to a couple of years ago called Calm, C A L M and i think they also have maybe a free 30-day 30 day
0: subscription yeah they're doing a 30
2: this is a guided meditation and there's a lot more to it than that in terms of what's available they have master classes they have all different kinds of very calming soothing music that i love to turn on when i'm just you know working here in the uh, the, te- the temporary home office and it's a guided meditation that beth and i will typically start our day with it as just a way to kind of ground ourselves and fill the tanks up and feel good and calm and peaceful before uh, we see what's raging in the world. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. That you've gotten me hooked on calm. Uh, In fact, I've sent it out to a number of people because you and I each have the calm app. We can send out these 30 day freebies, but I think if you just go to calm.com, yes, you can get a free 30 day subscription, which is awesome. Thank you for teeing that up. Sure. All right. So you and I have given some examples on the confidence builders that you and I use confidence builders, confidence boosters. I mean, one of the other things that I can't help but mention is just the ability to have a conversation with you in the morning. I feel so much more confident about my day when you and I talk first thing in the morning, this is a recording. Actually, you're just talking to a recording right now. Oh, well, you've gotten good at the recording. (laughs) You've gotten really good at your timing, but just, I mean, even if you left a recording, even if I get your voicemail in the morning and I hear your voice, there's just something about connecting with you in the morning that helps my confidence throughout the day versus if the first time I talk to you is lunchtime or later, I feel that. I mean, it's, it's a little, but I feel it. So when I times
2: like this, it's whatever it takes,
0: right? Absolutely. So if you and I've got to talk first thing in the morning every day, no matter what we need to do it. And we put all these little confidence boosters together and they add up to one big pile of
2: confidence that you and I get to have throughout the day. And now as we slide into uh, the exercise number two, it's going to be those same column headers but on some of our videos where we've been talking about the investment strategy and this phrase that I've used a number of times, addition by subtraction. Yep. We're actually going to use that again here. Only for those of you that are familiar with Matthew's book, there's a whole chapter in the book that's devoted to this concept of say no more. And I'm stealing your thunder, and it's a little bit of play on words. But the exercise is now going to be the the reverse. Yeah, right? the opposite. What, what's your what's your kryptonite? What absolutely sucks the life out of you, sucks all the confidence out of you? Confidence busters. So these are the busters, the confidence busters that we want to talk about and identify. Because as much as you want to focus on the confidence boosters, you've got to be very clear and know what a confidence buster is. I'll go first. Yeah. And the teammates on the call know this very well about me absolute kryptonite for me, I will just cower like a Superman in a room with kryptonite is if I'm not prepared for a meeting, if I'm not prepared for an engagement of some kind where I've got to go in and just completely wing it because shame on me. I'm not prepared. Oh, wow. That's not good. Oh, yeah. So what are those things for you? Right. What are those? Sometimes it's people, right? People, places, activities, actions, Habits that you know you're gonna say no more to, and I and I love how you've defined and and some of your experience with this, Matthew.
0: Oh, absolutely. Do you you remember that it was a documentary that this guy Morgan Spurlock did a whole bunch of years ago, maybe ten or fifteen years ago now, called Super Size Me. Sure. Yeah. Right. It, it was oh, yeah. the the documentary where he was gonna he was gonna experiment with eating exclusively McDonald's for 30 straight days to see what that would do to his, to his physical health. And do you remember what the outcome was? I remember it wasn't good. No, it almost killed him. He was dang near liver failure by the end of 30 days of just eating McDonald's for 30 straight days. The reason I share that is because one of the things that I am saying no to right now that absolutely destroys my confidence is the 24-hour news cycle. To me, every time I turn on the TV and hear the word coronavirus, mentally and emotionally for me, that's the equivalent of physically eating one Big Mac. So if I'm constantly taking in the 24-hour news cycle, I'm doing exactly to my mental health what Morgan Spurlock did to his physical health. And I'm so afraid of what that's going to do to the people that I care about who are constantly taking in this mental junk food, this mental Big Mac, every time we hear the word coronavirus on the TV. I mean, Amy and I were watching The Voice Monday night. And as soon as the show popped on, there was a scrawl on the bottom of the TV giving us all the coronavirus highlights. I took old construction paper from the kids' (laughs) arts and crafts supplies and taped that up on the bottom of my TV so I wasn't getting that junk food. That's awesome. So last night, I was going to bed, and Amy turned on ABC News World Tonight that we had on the DVR. And I walked by, and I'm kicking myself right now for even saying this to her. I looked at her, and I said, oh, You get your Big Mac in before bed? Oh yeah! I was like, "Why did that come out of my mouth?" Oh my god! And she looked at me like, "Are you kidding me?" But as much crap as I know I will take from her for the rest of today for that comment, hopefully I at least got her thinking about that
2: because that, to me, to say no. Well, and that's part. No, I mean that that's partly why. Regardless of what the subject matter is, right? Whatever the crisis is, whatever the the leading attention grabbing hook is in the, in the media. Yeah. When they constantly are running the tape on that crisis, that's why you'll always hear us talk about, go turn off the TV, go for a walk, whatever you got to do to go get away from it because otherwise it's going to suck you in. And I'm pretty sure everybody on this call has had a big Mac and what they feel like about 20 to 45 minutes after that, (laughs) you know, we're, we're doing that to ourselves on a daily basis and with the screens that we've got in front of us all the time. Yeah. It's brutal.
0: Well, and and saying no to these kind of specific actions, these people, these places, these situations that drain our confidence, what this really does for us is by getting just as detailed on a second list is that it gives us this like you've said this to me before, this this idea of freedom from, yes, the junk food which gives me freedom to still find some peace and happiness amidst all this
2: nonsense that's going on today. It and, really does. And that's really the name of the game in in this concept of protecting your confidence. So that's why there's two exercises. The first is the confidence builders. Second, the confidence busters. So that you get really clear and very granular on what those things are. So that obviously in the case of the say no more list, we can uh, we can avoid those like the plague. Yes. And I
0: can't stress enough, Jim, how important it is to actually write these down. Yes. It, it would be very easy for us to go, hey, these are great ideas. I'm going to go think about this on my walk a little today. There's something that happens. I don't understand the physics behind it. I don't understand the biology behind it. But there's something about having this intention and physically writing it down by hand that, I don't know, our experience has been that when you do something like that, you make that intention, you write it down. There's something about it almost like a permanence, like it comes into existence.
2: Well, and the other reason I think you write it down is that you, these may not all hit you at the same time. Yeah. Right? So if you've got a running tail, you've got a little journal or a notebook or a piece of paper, or even on your your iPhone in the notes section, your ability to just go, oh yeah, you know what? I can't stand it when I do that. Yeah. Or, oh yeah, I really feel confident when I do that. And oh, absolutely. that just gives you a place to uh, journal that and get them down on paper.
0: Yeah. Well, you're right. They are different confidence builders and different confidence busters are going to show up. I mean, you may not know a certain individual as a confidence buster until you get that phone call from them later today. And that reminder of, Oh boy, that's somebody I should probably avoid a little bit right now.
2: So the whole methodology here, right? Why are we going through and creating your own system for building your confidence and partner? I love how you, you kind of lay this out in terms of, you know, we, we've got to protect our confidence and keep our energy up and stay positive in times of crisis. And who's that really for? Well, it's for our people. I don't know. Everybody right now, take a look over your left shoulder.
0: Is anyone coming? (laughs) (laughs) No one's coming. There is such an unbelievable vacuum of leadership. Amy and I were talking about this on our walk yesterday, that normally we would expect all of the greatest leaders of our time to be occupying public office and the CEO suites of all the, the largest companies in the world. And I don't know about you, but that just doesn't seem to be the case today. The leadership that our world so desperately needs is not in the seats that normally would be occupied. Where I think the best leaders in the world are right now are right here on this call. We all have a leadership responsibility to some extent. Even if we are at home with a spouse, with a partner, by ourselves, there is some other human being out there who needs your leadership today. It they need you to be that keeper of the flame. The confidence that we're trying to carry for our families, for our neighbors, for our community, for our clients. Gives us this opportunity to be a leader in an environment that seems to lack leadership at the top.
2: The other way that we like to think of it is, you know, if the if the leadership is at the ground level, right? Is it if it's All of us us on our call. It's all of us. It's all of us trying to help our families, trying to help our communities. We end up being that psychological sunshine that people need. Yeah. It doesn't exist. We need need the vitamin D and that psychological sunshine really doesn't exist right now. And it's like that old saying about hope left the building. Well, hope hasn't left the building. Hope's left the planet in many regards. Yeah. And if we're not able to get it at a higher level of leadership, then let's take it upon ourselves to create it and to be that for the people that are around us. And how do you do that? Well, one of the two things that, again, you talk about beautifully in your book is this concept of vulnerability. And we demonstrated that at the very beginning of the call today with personal stories that talk about things that you and I were very vulnerable to, what doesn't really feel like that long ago. In your sure. case, it was twenty years ago, in my case it was twelve years ago, but it feels like it was about eight weeks ago. Well, but those um,
0: those aren't also those those aren't the only times in our lives that you and I have felt vulnerable and no, I think have shared it with with our friends who are here with us today. I mean, you and I recorded a video on when you were up in Roseville on the single worst day the stock market ever had in history. And yeah. you and I were both shaking in our shoes a little bit. No I doubt. Mean, we were definitely nervous about what was going on. We were scared. We weren't sure what was going to happen next, if we were seeing bottom or if this thing was going to continue to go lower. But because you and I have spent so much time in this world of protecting our confidence, there was a way that you and I, I mean, it's almost like we have this toolbox with tools of how we handle that fear when it shows up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I i had my moment on Sunday. Amy was off doing her thing. Lucas was off doing his thing. Miles is up in Reno working. I had watched all the TV I could possibly watch in a day. I didn't feel like doing a jigsaw puzzle. I didn't feel like doing one of the thousand home projects I could have done. I was bored, but lacked any motivation to want to do anything. I was at a point where I wanted to pull my hair out like this. I mean, I was having some pretty negative thoughts about what's going on in the world today. Now, if you and I had not spent the last 20 years working on this concept of protecting our confidence, that could have sent me down a rabbit hole of worry for the next several days or weeks or months or even years. But instead I chose a different path. I stopped the negative thinking. I honored it. It's there. There's nothing I could do about it. But then I went and I sat with my dogs for a minute. I pulled out that confidence list. I know where I've got it. I've got it in this little journal right here. And I simply sat down and, started writing, what am I grateful for? Just having a little gratitude list, being able to get on the phone with the people who are here with us today and and share with them that, yeah, I have moments where I'm scared too. We're all humans in this, being vulnerable. When you're out there talking to the world about how you're doing, it's okay to be real. I'm scared. I don't know what's gonna come. Just being vulnerable and real versus the, I'm fine, everything's good. Right. I, I just think there's a realness to that that people need to hear today.
2: Well, and ultimately that's going to allow people to connect, even though we have to be virtual. Yeah. It's a way to be able to connect with one another in times like this, when you open up and you share a little bit about what's going on in your world that has you kerfuffled like you were on Sunday. Right? I love that word. And the, the flip side is, as you again, talk about beautifully in the book is the concept of empathy and as leaders in our communities and our families, having the ability right now to be empathetic and, and as you like to say, and I love the description, how you're going to breathe in somebody else's gas, Yeah, right? And Beth and I have really made it a point here the last few weeks that if we think of somebody, if we think of somebody, a friend, a family member, whoever it might be, we reach out to them immediately. That's awesome. And even though we're kind of confined here to, uh, to the house, we'll, we call them, we text them, whatever, and we just ask them, how are they doing? And off they go, right? They share a little bit about what their current circumstance is. Yep. That's what we need. When we're stuck like this in a virtual setting and we can't physically be together, that's one of the ways that we can connect. And our favorite thing, and I'm sure some of the clients on this call have already experienced this, But our favorite question to ask people right now is what are the one or two things you can't wait to do when this is all over? What are the one or two things, and partner, I'll tee it back to you, that you're visualizing, right? They talk about professional athletes and the visualization process or a performer, and they visualize their moves on stage and what have you. It's a wonderful exercise. What are you visualizing here as the the top couple things when we come out of this mess?
0: Well, for me, you and I have talked about this. I mean, my my first two things that I want to do on the other side of this is, first, I want to take Amy out to dinner to our favorite restaurant here in Rockland. It's a place called Chef's Table. It's an experience, and I can't believe how much I miss the simplicity of that experience. The second thing I want to do when we get to the other side of this is I want to come down and do a repeat of your 50th birthday at your house (laughs) with the people who were there, just hanging out and hugging and being much less socially distant than we have to be with that group of people today. Right. I mean, these are incredibly simple things and I look forward to you holding me accountable to doing those two things. Absolutely. And, and, and this is why we're suggesting and why we're sharing that as a conversation is if, if you can get on the phone with your people and you can be vulnerable with them, be real with them, but also breathe in their gas a little bit and be there for them, be empathetic for them. It's almost like a paradox, right? We've always got too much going on in our lives to be able to take on anybody else's stuff. But you and I have always had this little paradox that we've learned that the best way to get out of our own head is to actually jump into somebody else's heart. Absolutely. it's, it's, It's amazing how much the crazy thoughts that I have subside and go away when I'm present and listening to what's going on in your life. One of the reasons that we've been asking people who we've talked to this question, what are the one or two things you're really looking forward to doing, is as a leader, that can help us provide a little bit of hope by a vision of what is to come, right? It gets us thinking about what could come, and then you as the leader in that person's life, you as someone who's helping provide some direction, you get to hold them accountable to doing that. That's a little behind the wizard screen stuff that we're sharing with you. If, if you've been on a call with us and we've asked you this question, there's a reason why we're asking it because Jim and I want to be there to help you stay accountable to actually doing these things that you say you want to do once we get to the other
2: side of this. And you can do the same thing for your people too. And that's one of the ways that hope and joy will reenter the building. Yes. How do you want to wrap this up? I think
0: we've talked about protecting your confidence for yourself, and how that allows you to go out and protect confidence for your people. I think the way we wrap this up is let's just spend a minute or two talking about protecting your confidence with your money. You and I have been very vocal with videos and communication with everybody about the lifeboat drills that have been done and how much more confident we feel and how much more prepared we felt with client assets going into this than we ever did in the 0809 mess, in the dot-com bubble because of the lifeboat drills. And and there are really three key things that have, have helped us and given us a little bit more confidence with how our money is going to be there for us, not just for today, but beyond. And it all comes down to the three things that we've shared consistently, which is cash is absolutely an asset class. Having cash on the sidelines just as a peace of mind asset class to pay the bills for a while, so we're not putting stress on the rest of the money. Yeah, we just get to breathe that in. The second piece is the idea of defining our outcomes. You and I found these buffered ETFs, these defined outcome ETFs that eliminate a whole bunch of the downside, but still allow us some really nice upside in the market as this thing recovers. And then the third piece to all of this is the idea of having a blueprint, right? Having a plan putting a plan together that has all sorts of margins of safety that can withstand environments like these. And when you combine having a plan, defining your outcomes and having enough cash on the sidelines, whether it be from money coming in or just literally cash sitting in the bank, when you put all of that together, that helps amplify the confidence level when it
2: comes to our money. Beautifully said. The only thing I would add to that is the concept of the the kind of the money barrels that we've talked about yep, and that we don't need all of our money now. And that if we look at our assets and different aspects of our investments in our portfolio, some of it you do need now. And that's hopefully the cash barrel, right? That's the now bucket. Some of this money we're going to need soon. Some of this money we're going to need later. And for a lot of clients, there's a bucket of money that they may never need. And that's the equity in their home or a business or other real estate that they may have and I have been uh, I've had lots of time to uh, reflect on 08 you know relative to this and I am grateful for all of our clients diving into the deep end of the pool with us on these concepts and strategies because it's helped us really weather this storm pretty darn well and as we've been doing many reviews with clients a lot on zoom a lot on the phone the rate of return that we're seeing in terms of the slings and arrows that we're taking with client portfolios relative to what's going on out there is pretty amazing. So I think it all is is attributed to the the three critical steps that you talked about.
0: Absolutely. So here's the takeaways and the action steps that we'd like to have for everybody. And you know thank you for the reminder on the barrel strategy, because I think that's probably of all the things we've talked about, protecting confidence with money. The idea of knowing that we don't need all of our money today has probably been, at least I know for me personally, the biggest confidence booster for me. Here's what we want to do with all this. We, we've talked about a couple of exercises. I just want to reiterate the the couple of action items for you to take from the call in order to be able to protect your own confidence, be able to be there as kind of that that keeper of the flame, protecting the confidence of the people you care about, and then of course protecting your confidence with your money. Action step number one is please take the time to sit down and write down on a piece of paper what your confidence builders are. And one of the things I really hope shows up on that list for everybody here is getting on a phone call with Jim or with me. Oh, I thought you were going to say a clean car. <laughs> oh God, I hope that's not for everybody. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's unique <laughs> to you, my friend. Although, how much fun would it be if you do find uh, somebody who has the same confidence builder in their life? I I got lots of tools and tricks to help them. Awesome. In all seriousness, I hope that if you find yourself one day not feeling very confident about where we are, that Jim and I are both on your list of confidence builders. Get on a Zoom call, get on a phone call with us. But that's action step number one is let's really write down what those things are. And what I would also do is if you get 10 or 12 things on that list, circle the one or two that you are committed to taking action on today. Action step two, second thing to do is let's flip that over, turn the piece of paper over, and let's do the exact opposite. Let's now write down all the confidence busters in our lives. Who are the people, the places, the actions, the behaviors that absolutely suck the confidence away from us? And you may not know exactly how you're going to say no to certain people, to certain behaviors, to certain actions right now. That's okay. You don't have to know the answer to how am I going to say no to this? Just identify it. Become aware of it. Write it down on the list. How you wind up saying no to that will eventually
2: come. And then the most important action step in all this is the accountability part is sharing it with someone. Yes. Sharing it with someone that you're close to, sharing it with someone that can be that accountability partner back for you. And for whatever reason, if that person doesn't really exist or you haven't identified anybody, Matthew and I are more than willing and and glad and able to help do that. In all of this, together we're better. That's a phrase that I used to hear a long time ago back in the 08-09 days. And I'm starting to hear it again. Together, we're better. Absolutely. So if we can help you with that accountability, by all means, don't hesitate. Because I can absolutely promise you this that if you take these action steps and you're diligent with them, you will see a boost in your energy, your creativity, your productivity. It's an amazing byproduct of going through the process. Awesome.
0: The reason we're doing this is because we don't just want to survive this. We want to survive this and thrive through this so that we know going forward, we can achieve whatever goals we've put down, whatever we've set our hearts out to want to accomplish in life. We've got the capacity to do it no matter what comes our way. Those who do that, we've learned this over and over, is that those who go through this type of exercise and get crystal clear on the confidence boosters and confidence busters. They come out the other side of markets like these in very high demand from the people around them. They emerge as the leaders going forward. And they come out the other side really ready to thrive in that environment. So I can't stress enough about taking the time to sit down and do this. And whatever help you need in creating this personal system for yourself, that's what we're here
2: for. That's what we're here for.
1: Mutual funds and exchange-traded funds are sold by prospectus. Please consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses carefully before investing. The prospectus, which contains this and other information about the investment company, can be obtained from the fund company or your financial professional. Be sure to read the prospectus carefully before deciding whether to invest. This has been a special edition of Financial Sobriety. Tune in for our regular schedule of episodes every two weeks. Please subscribe, share, like, and review. And if you want to check out more, go to yourfinancialsobriety.com. If you'd like to share your story, send us a message on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram, or send us an email at info at sobriety.com. Jim Gebhardt is a registered representative of and securities offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Jim Gebhardt and Matthew Grishman are investment advisor representatives of Gebhardt Group
0: Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Brokers International Financial
1: Services, LLC, and Gebhardt Group Incorporated are not affiliated. The opinions in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to provide
0: specific advice or investment recommendations. To determine which investments or financial advice may be appropriate for you, consult a financial advisor prior to investing. Any reference to market performance is based on historical information and there is no expressed or implied guarantee of future performance.